Welcome to Mystery Outsides and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And this is a teen drama, it's fine, cast. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we're <laughs> continuing on with Shadowhunters in an episode that's fine. It's fine. It's a fine, fine episode where clearly one, <laughs> one storyline could not fit into an episode. And they just kind of have to have other people really Do just spin stuff. wheels. It, they, they, the... Uh, the Clary and Jay storyline spins wheels so much, it causes other storylines to, to spin their wheels. Yes. The, the amount of times where someone just goes, oh, I can't do my current storyline. Okay, Izzy? Are we talking about Izzy? <laughs> yeah, Izzy, who, who has something definitely uh, really important going on, <laughs> but is like, oh, what's that over there? Something that will give me another episode. Great. I would like to be a main character on this TV show, and I, would, I, would, I guess. I would even argue that, like, <laughs> I mean, Magnus' storyline, I feel like, took a big jump, uh, but then also really was just five minutes when it oh, came yeah. down to Most it. Most of this episode was Magnus spinning his wheels. Yeah, no, this, this episode exists because they figured out they could not do Maya and Jordan and the whole, like, the way we ended last episode with Maya and Jordan locked in the... um. The freezer yeah. and uh, the Jade Wolf, like all that thing. They realized they could not do that in one episode. So like, well, guess we got to do another one. What is everyone else doing? Because we cannot do just Maya, Jordan, uh, Luke, and Simon. We, <laughs> These characters cannot we, carry a TV we, show. <laughs> we, there are people going to wonder what the other people are doing. But also, we can only have like three hours of time pass in this episode. <laughs> I mean, Shadowhunters historically has been a show that where not a lot of time passes. That's true. The first season is what, like seven days? <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not a lot of time. There are epi- there are episodes in the first season that are all like, I, like all on the same day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's, yeah, it, it is fine. It is very funny in the context of a show where, like, years go by, but then you have to remember. Like, Clary. Clary's treated as a, like, full-blown expert Shadow, Shadow Hunter. Hunter. And I don't think it's even been a year. No, I think it's been, like, three months. But, like, we just have to because we, as an audience, have been living with them for, like, three years at this point. So it would be like... But we expect her to be but the experts. But she's good at a shadow hunting she, by now, right? She's like, been an, she's been a shadow hunter for as long as I've known her for. <laughs> and I've aged from junior high to high school in this yeah, time. But, but for her, it's been like six months. I'm certain. Like it, they shoot in New York, so New York does have winter, and I think we have seen winter. Ah, uh, you know, you've said that we had we had Hanukkah. No, no, we had Passover. We had Passover. We had Passover. So that's in the spring. Yeah. And we do know that at the, the beginning, beginning of the first season. They were going to school. So, you know, it's probably summer now. So it's been like nine months. Uh, Shadowhunters has less of a timeline thing we got to deal with. So I'm I'm very happy to just let them go yeah, on. You know what? Unlike Riverdale, I don't care. Uh, the problem is Riverdale has tried real, like, tries really hard to make a timeline. <laughs> Yeah, well, and they're well, bad. Well, not really try hard to make a timeline. They mention dates too much. Way too much. Uh, which we only have to mention one date in this episode because this is Shadowhunters season three, episode fourteen, "Kiss from a Rose." Kiss from a Rose. Seal's not in this episode. No. And there's a rose at one point. 
But there's no kiss. There is a kiss, Aaron. Oh. There is a kiss. Oh, snap. Mm, Yes, there is absolutely a kiss. Uh, But however, uh, when it snows, no one's eyes do become larger. Uh, I would just want to start out by saying that I, I, I think something broke in me when I when we realized this uh, a couple episodes ago now, and I I don't know if it's always existed through Shadowhunters. I just never noticed it before, or if it's a new thing they've decided to do. These people stare into fire <laughs> so sure much whenever there's a candle or there's a fireplace. All of these shat, all these broody shadow hunters heads are like pulled to look into the flames and contemplate their place in the world and i was thinking like directors please give someone give them something give them like a drink to stare into well and that's the thing like fire i don't think is even i know that they burn their dead like their honored dead they bury their unhonored dead they burn their honored dead <laughs> i mean you but could but like what i mean to say is fire is not like supremely symbolic in the shadow hunter world i mean yeah i guess if it was more obvious symbolic for the shadow hunters but like as humans we can understand the symbology of fire and maybe that's what they're going for but boy it happens a lot <laughs> i can't and now i can't unsee whenever one of these shadow hunters is staring into the flames as we begin with jonathan Drinking and staring into a fire. Staring into the fire instead of his whiskey. Yes, he could have been staring into his drink, but instead he stares into fire. And then in comes Clary, and she's like, Mmm, you could have called me instead of carving into my skin. This is paraphrased, not verbatim. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but not close off. Uh, and then she's like, Ah, oh, it was terrible being there, but dang. So at this point, you have to start playing in your head. Dream, dream, fantasy, possession. What, what, what's happening here? Because uh, you know it's definitely not it's real. It's not Clary. Uh, turns out it's the weirder of the options, the most <laughs> insane of the options. So Jonathan has let's let's be honest. He's hired an escort. Yeah, he's hired what, he, what he's going to call a Sealy nymph, which they have to put Sealy in front of it just so the audience understands what she is. So remember how Sealies can do glamours? This came up like several episodes ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so can the Shadow Hunters. That's true. But, but, so it's yeah, it's, it's a it's what he'll call a Sealy nymph pretending to be Clary. Um, but him, I just want to take a moment to address Seely Nymph, which to me is the equivalent of someone saying, ah, yes, this human prostitute. <laughs> like, what? You're like, okay. I don't think the modifier was needed. But and we, we don't need the modifier. She has the Seely tattoos. It's just, it's just so the audience, for like the audience to be like, I guess, very sure what she is. But apparently, Jonathan wrote a script. And she is not doing it correctly. She forgot the name of a painter. <laughs> she mispronounced Bosch. I think was <laughs> yeah, she thing. said Bocked. Bocked. Um, I love that he wrote a script. The image in my head of Jonathan at a typewriter. <laughs> and we'll learn later that this is the exact same time that he essentially did the... Um, remember, last episode ended with uh, Clary getting the wound in her arm. Yeah. Um, this is essentially the exact same time as he did that. Yeah. Which means he, what, did he write the script 
and then do the wound carving? Or did he do the wound carving, very quickly wrote a script and handed it off to this woman? I think he wrote the script. Yes. Gave it to the woman. The yeah. script made him sad. Then he, So he did the arm carving. Well, then he added it back into the script. Because yeah. she references it. In oh, she does. Yes, she references it in the script he wrote. Maybe he just dictated it to his iPhone. <laughs> To the cloud, and she's just like read it on her own. Uh, no, I, I it's, it's a typewriter. The only thing I can imagine is Jonathan sitting at a typewriter. Kevin, these are shadow hunters. They are very technologically savvy. Yeah, but he's weird. He is weird. Yeah. Uh. Also, speaking of how weird he is, he has stalked Clary to New York. He is stares from his balcony, not to the institute. <laughs> he stares to like the um. Oh God, what is it? What is it? Um. Ugh. Empire State Building. No. Chrysler Building. Yes. Okay. I think. I don't know. He stares to one of the very, like, just, iconic tall towers in I New just, York. I just said buildings I know. I don't, The Chrysler Building might be in Chicago. I can't remember. Impossible to say. It's not the Empire State Building. It is a different tall tower. Of the two people here who have been to New York, what only being God. you and not there, me. I've been there so many times, too. Just think of the tall buildings. I never go on the tall buildings. Oh, no. They're scary. So, uh, yeah. I mean... There's this moment in my head where you said he stalked her to New York. And I'm like, I mean, yes. <laughs> For some reason, my, my mind just like had this thing where I'm like, I don't know if I'd call it stalking. Because stalking implies, in my mind, stalking implies you don't know where they're going to go. He just knew where she was going to go. He just went to he, her hometown. Yeah. He just, like, don't get me wrong. It's creepy and he followed her. But there's this moment in my head where I just went, no. If you know where the person's going to go, it's not stalking. You're just following them with malicious intent. You're not wrong. Well, uh, this, it would maybe be stalking if he was watching the Institute. Well, the question I would have for you is that if he got to New York first, which I think he did, is it stalking? <laughs> oh, this is a deep dive for the century. <laughs> yeah. So he anticipated I where think, she was going to go. I'm going to say, legally... I think yes. I think if you're at the gym when someone already gets to the gym, you could argue that they're still stalking you. Well, but morally. Okay, but if they know that you always go to the gym at that time, so they're always there before that is you stalking, get there, that's but, stalking. But he, but he's in a city. Like there's a <laughs> like. It's also the kind of the kind of the city he lives in. Okay, again, the show could have made it creepier if they showed him <laughs> watching the Institute. We would understand it's New York TV show. Uh, but unfortunately, as they explain here, he has to be on a major ley line. And oh, maybe right. He, he couldn't get a apartment with a view of the Institute, so he's like, ah, close enough. So anyway, um, that's going on there. We have to head over to the Jade Wolf, and yes, everyone in the Jade Wolf died. Even just the guy who serves the food, who we will... Okay. He might be a werewolf. No, we will come to learn in this episode that the Jade Wolf is just a normal Chinese food restaurant that the wolves hang out at. I think we knew that. I didn't. I thought it was a wolf hangout. Like, I thought well, everyone who worked there, everyone who was involved with it, was a wolf. I mean, I, I I think it's probably likely that they were werewolves, but it's just like... It's just like even the Hunter's Moon. The Hunter's Moon... Is not like a secret werewolf bar. It's just that that's where they go, and like probably anyone who else who goes there just gets weird vibes. It's like if you go to a biker bar. I guess so. Uh, I'll talk about why I think this is weird later. I think sure. I think it's not relevant now. Oh yeah. Um. 
But yeah, so the uh, Jay Wolf was a bloodbath. I'm sure a lot of the vampire side as well, but they don't leave bodies, so it's exactly. hard to tell. They dust. Um, but it's after dawn, so I guess Griffin left. Uh, Jordan instantly knows this is Heidi. He know he's at this point. He's like, I mean, he's like, yeah. So she definitely tricked me to go to the to Demort to to make a fight to make so a fight so, so that she could massacre. make Griffin try to come make a fight with me, which set off a fight with like he's got this all figured out, but he's also dying. Yeah, he uh, is not doing well. And Maya will try to open the door. It has been barricaded. She will try to call for help. She has no cell service. Jordan will be like, don't worry. Simon's going to look for you. And she'll be like, no, we broke up. <laughs> uh, turns out that Simon will. No, no, no he won't. He's not will... looking for Maya. <laughs> That's right. I'm wrong. <laughs> but but the important thing to get out of this is that, that Maya is claustrophobic. It's something that's been established. In this room. Yes, she has been locked in this room before by Luke. The room looks great, by the way. Yeah, by the way, it's a freezer, but like I think they're like the, I think they're running off of a bit of the. It, here's the, I do not want to say Twilight because Twilight did not start this. It's always sort of been a thing that werewolves like run hot, but I am going to say the Twilight thing of werewolves run hot. <laughs> so they're like mostly fine in the freezer, like when. When Jordan says he's cold, it's for a different reason. Yup. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to head back and we are going to check in with real Clary. Okay, so stupid real Clary and stupid real Jace have the most boring, sexy banter I have ever seen on a TV show. And, like, part of the whole point of Jace Herondale is that he's, like, quippy and fun and self-absorbed. Yeah. And this episode... Tells me he's that. I I would say their date banter is better. Yes. The the waking up banter is garbage. Not yeah, it's not good. And he'll he'll here here's the worst thing. He'll say something that Clary will respond to like um like he said a sarcastic joke, but I cannot remember what he said because it did not come off that way. So he. Is like, hey, how are you? And she gives him a weird look. Then he's like, what? Do I have morning breath? Do I have like, I, I think he says B.O., but I don't remember. Yeah, he just says like, hey, what's what, a bad morning stuff? And she's like, what? Are you insecure? And he's like, oh, I just love you so much. I just wanted to have a morning after. It's, it's... And she's like, I bet you say that to all the girls. And he's no. like, no, I've only said it to you. Because I love you so much, Clary. I would say this dialogue makes more sense when you do remember that they have been dating officially for like three months. And a lot of that time he was an owl. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I did forget he was an owl. <laughs> so like this, like it's, it's when it really comes down to it, this is one of their biggest moments where they're like they're, there's a greater sense of peace between the both of them because when they when they really did get together cuz keep in mind they were they were almost an item then he thought it was a sister and then she was dating Simon and then Simon became a daylight no they started dating after he was a daylighter yeah, and but then, then they, they realized they were better as friends which i think i guess is how it broke up and then they kind of got together but he immediately was an owl so like he was having his own problems cuz he kept on dreaming he was murdering her yes that's right so this kind of for them might be the first time like even though even though the Jonathan thing is going on 
They do have a moment of peace. So, like, you... But I would say it's not awkward enough to be awkward on purpose. Yeah, it's not awkward. And it feels like they just, like... It just, it just, it's, it's not as flirty as I think they yeah. hoped it was. I think they don't know how to write his character. And I feel like um, when I watch their scenes, what I think about is the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And, like, the thing with Buffy is they, like, always relied on, like, their quippy, fun, bantery dialogue. Yeah. And I know that Cassandra Clare, when she wrote the books, yeah. took, like, a ton of inspiration from Buffy. I, and to be fair, maybe in her fan fictions did do some plagiarism. But honestly, fan fiction is plagiarism, so I don't care about that. Don't come for us, audience. <laughs> I us, don't. You're the one who said it. Yeah, well, I just knew if I said she took inspiration from <laughs> the Vampire Slayer, they would come for us, and I don't care. I always say me. <laughs> Why are you bringing me into this? Okay, don't come for me, guys. There I you don't go. care. There you go. I <laughs> get her. But but the dialogue on the show. Is not I, as good. Well, I mean, I'll tell you sort of what what also it is. They're, they are clearly afraid of having Jace be too, like, um, overconfident, smarmy. Even if, like, there's a certain there's a certain brand of humor which would work very well for him, which is the um, playing high status in a self-depreciating yeah, way. It's like the... F boy who knows he's an F who knows he's an F boy. Yeah, jokes. which like which like is sort of supposed to be his thing. He does come off like that, but he does he is self aware enough, and he does really care for Clary. So they mm-hmm. could have done that anyway. But, but they the, didn't. But the point is, is that he also, I guess, last night thought of this, which is he has he has a date plan. He he did come up with this real fast. Yeah, he because <laughs> keep in mind, with her and then came up with a super secret date. Yes, because. At Bridger's last night, they essentially rescued her. <laughs> rescued her. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they they have some day plans. Uh, we do see Luke just dropping off some info to Alec. Mostly that's just to clarify Luke is not looking into this anymore. This is now yeah. Alec's storyline. And Luke has moved on. Speaking of people who have storylines, yeah, Izzy wants to do an autopsy. I was thinking about what Greenlaw said inside. You might mean literally, so I want to cut. Rem- hey, remember the greatest medical examiner? Me, <laughs> Izzy, forensic pathologist. I I hate criticizing that because, because like it's just it just nothing feels right to what she does. It feels like they just let her do everything. Well, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue she's I'm going to say this right now. She's not a Mary Sue because she does have um, many flaws. She has many flaws. And the show does embrace those flaws, but not other things. Okay. I feel like the show, the writers, maybe, I don't know. The show doesn't understand science. So they're just like, Izzy can do all the science. It's fine. She's a scientist. She does science. You know, weapons. Izzy's thing. Science. Science. And weapons. Weapons are science, right? I mean, the, it's just unfortunate that they decide that Izzy is the one who they're just going to, like, foist all of, like, we don't have someone else to do this. So Izzy is. Like, like you, could, you could argue that Izzy has the trope of the smart one is, I guess, her thing. But she's not even – I mean, she's not unsmart. The, the, the thing is, like, she's, like <sighs> – the thing is, the thing is that they, they she is the smart one with no concept of there's different forms of smart. Yes, and I feel like Izzy's characterization is the hot mess who gets things done. Because I, I, I quite liked, I like, 
if she was the hot mess who gets things done and is the greatest medical, like, if that was her thing, if she had, like, that thing was, like, yeah, and also she's really, really good at forensic pathology. Like, Amazing. She just knows the human body really well, maybe for sexy reasons, but also for science reasons. Uh, That's or, perfect. Or she was the, um, like... Uh, hot mess who gets things done who is the master of weapons because she's really aware of how the body works <laughs> in a sexy way or a violent way perfect yeah either but those are... somehow she's both um, and none yeah and then they like they every so often just throw her other things where she's like she's the science one anyway uh yeah so she wants to autopsy greenlock because she thinks there might be something inside and alec is like you definitely cannot cut that man apart and Gio <laughs> no, will be very they're upset gonna, they're definitely gonna notice if you've done an autopsy before we bring his body back and, and he's, he's like, like ah, i'll figure it out i'll be sneaking he's like oh fine i can give you 24 hours i don't know I mean, i'll give you the of course they have crazy technology that allows them to scan inside a bot i mean crazy technologies mris and things <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. but no no but they have a technology that says foreign <laughs> object identified which is not how mris work and they their mris are also just like someone waving their hand over a body yeah, so I mean. uh all right we're gonna check in with magnus who is going to go visit our good old friend the magician man lorenzo frig lorenzo sucks so so clearly magnus had to like get buzzed in because this is a mansion and lorenzo decided all right Time to do some warlock acrobatics. I can't interrupt my workout because Magnus is here. No, he started his workout because Magnus was there. 100%. Because this is a mansion, which Magnus was probably down at the gate, got buzzed in. And then he like quickly like, because he's, he's kind of wearing workout clothes. But when he comes in, he's just doing like a, essentially it's a it's a gymnastics bar routine without a bar. He's yes. just using magic to flip around. And look, I just want to say for the audience, Lorenzo <laughs> sucks, and I love him so much. Oh, yeah, this weirdo magician. Uh, so <laughs> the reason Magnus visited is because he wants to get his magic back. And I, I'm i going to say this right now. I would have liked to see a more firm trigger because wasn't the last. I thought the last episode he was like learning to deal with. The last episode. The last episode was the he, fighting one, Yes, right? and he was like, cool, I'm going to learn how to fight. Because I know before, because the one before that was the one where he got captured by Iris. Yes, and then last episode, he and Alec had their sexy fight. Like, oh, well, I guess I better find another, like, trainer or things like that. Um, but he seemed to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. And I, I don't know. I, I understand but, how people, I understand how, like, human beings work. But I would have liked to see a triggering moment where he just goes, I don't want to do this anymore. I have to take what... What is supposed to be set up as like a very, very serious thing. Yeah. It actually would have been better if this storyline had come last episode. Yeah. So like Iris had kidnapped him. He had like been useless in the fight. I mean, if they had just flipped those two, honestly. Yeah. Like his storylines in those two episodes where he started with the I'm going to learn how to fight and be this. Then the next one was where he tried to implement it and got clowned on by Iris. And then this episode, he's like, shoot, I do need magic. Yeah. Um, because apparently Lorenzo can just transfuse magic to Magnus. And I'm like... That can't be right. No, yeah. I'm like, well, they're, they're going to talk about how he has to pay Lorenzo a cost. Like, Lorenzo's yeah. like... Oh, I want money. There's oh. no universe cost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, when he says, like, it's like, oh, you know, it can be dangerous. But I thought he meant the actual transfusion itself could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Not... that Because it felt like that should be something that we should know more about. That if it's like a 
physical repercussion on your body. But it does seem like Lorenzo can just be like, all right, bam, there's some magic. You are magic again. To like to like Magnus's original power level. Yeah, and it doesn't seem finite. Like it seems like Lorenzo could just give him yeah, the- infinite magic. Yeah, so it's like we know that there should be stakes to this. And there are stakes to it, but they don't set it up at all. So you're just kind of confused why Magnus didn't just do this immediately. Like, I understand Lorenzo sucks. Well, and Magnus does say, he's like, oh, you told all of the warlocks they couldn't help me. So, like, theoretically, maybe Magnus went to Katarina immediately and was like, give me some magic. And she was like, Lorenzo says no. I mean, there seems to be some argument that you have to be sufficiently powerful. And as much as Lorenzo is a dweeby magician man... Um, he is powerful. And he is the high warlock of Brooklyn, which on the TV show, not the books, we are led to believe is, real. is a serious thing. Um, but yeah, so he, and he did say that there'll be a price he needs to pay. Ooh. Ooh. Like to Lorenzo. And the price is any physical possession that Magnus has. Because first Magnus says, you can have anything you want. And Lorenzo is like, ooh, that's a dangerous thing to say. And then Magnus is like, any physical thing I own. All right, that did, that did happen, yeah. Uh, we'll have to figure out that, that price later. So uh, Jace's date for Clary is fairly cute. So he's like, hey, brings her to an ice skating rink that... <laughs> and he knows will be closed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which it's funny because for them, like, oh, we're going to break in. But, like, it's also classic, like, oh, we close down the ice skating rink for them. And specifically, he's like, I'm going to take you ice skating. And along the way, I'm going to learn how to ice skate. (laughs) Clary, I don't know how to skate, but there's a very cute picture of you and your mom on your bureau. And you look happy. So teach me. I know for me, he's not even like you like the the date is you're going to teach me to ice skate. He's like, I saw you. It's that picture of you ice skating with your mom. And it looked really it looked like you guys are having a lot of fun. I don't know how to do it. But, but I'm sure we'll figure it out together. <laughs> and I'm like, there's something sweet about that. Well, that's the thing. He's like, like, he's like, when I get better, we can do this a lot more. Like, I want to be able to do this with you. Jace is like, as a character, like as a character archetype, is such a fun, sweet, endearing character. Like the overconfident guy well, but will like admit his weaknesses to the girl he loves. Yeah. But that's why we need to see the moments of him, like, even to Clay, the moments of him being, like, overconfident. Yeah, I'm the hottest I, guy out there. I think potentially they also might want to, they try to write him as, oh, but with Clary, he shows his soft side. But we only really see him in, like, the most we see him interact with Clary, like, interact with is Clary. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come off as, oh, Clary going to see a soft side. It just seems like he's meaner to other people. Yes. <laughs> Rather than, like... Clary, Clary lets him let down his guard. He's just other, yeah. It's it's just he. I think he needs to be more overconfident, even in a playful way with Clary. And Clary just like understands his thing. This is just his way. Because you can do that in a fun way. Um. All so right. back to ye old Jade Wolf, where Jordan reveals that not only was he stabbed, he was stabbed with silver. Which like I thought we knew. I I. I mean, I understand that, like, Maya might not know it, but it seemed very clear that they all had silver knives. Yeah. But anyway, this just clarifies to her, does, that he's, like, stabbed with silver, which is, like, almost like a poisoning thing Mm -hmm. because, hey, werewolves. Uh, Maya's like, we got to get you to the Institute. And I imagine she's, like, using that shorthand for, like, 
Clary and Jace and, and Alec, Alec and, and Izzy and Magnus because she does. Yeah, she not, maybe... not 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 the not the actual institute itself. No, my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's what she means. She means the building, the inst. We got to get you to the New York Institute. And Jordan's like. No, 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 no. no. The only person who can help me is the Praetor Lupus. No, we go to the werewolves. The ones who know how to deal with werewolves. Because if they go to the Institute, I mean, actually, Izzy probably would be like, actually, I'm an expert in. (laughs) Science is my thing. Actually, I'm an expert in forensic metallurgy. Uh, But obviously, Maya's freaking out because of claustrophobia. And Jordan has to comment. There is something something very interesting about like, I'm dying. Maya, please calm down. <laughs> I'm dying. And so Jordan makes her calm down. With his plan. <laughs> and his plan is that they have to talk about a happy place and go to that place. His plan is, I need you to share some backstory for the audience. <laughs> uh, so Maya talks about a day where she got in a fight with her parents and stole her dad's car. And then her dad's car broke down on the freeway. Yeah. But then she called Jordan Kyle. And he came and got her. And that's cool because is, someone supported her. Is that what? I, I got to be honest. I zoned out the end of her story. Yeah, that was the end, the end of her story. Okay. She called Jordan. He came and I th- got I th- her. Because I thought he wasn't in hers, but she, but she was in his. Because his was the thing we saw. Like, we yeah. actually saw this one. is when he's going um uh surfing and she's, like, reading, reading. a, a yeah. book on a sad beach. Yeah. Uh, all right. We quickly uh, check in on Jason Clary. And Jace is learning... Uh, you know, this this is why I said this is a pretty good one because Jace is coming off as like, no nah, man, it's the skates. It's fine. Yeah. The best part about this is Clary is not teaching him how to skate because she does not know how. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know how to teach him how to skate, but he's learning. Like, well, she's like, oh no, you're doing good, like I did when I was six, and he's like, no, I'm ahead of the curve on it. I'm gonna be amazing at this i'm he... an expert ice skater but also my skates are too big <laughs> to, to be fair he probably would be like uh, the, considering how he has literally been skating for like 30 minutes at this point and she did not teach him she just brought him onto the ice yeah like and and you know what that is within what we know of jace he is a he is like a prodigy with things like that yeah he's but, supernaturally skilled in physical things but it's fun it's fun to see him do this and he's like ah oh, the skates are too big i gotta <laughs> get new ones and Clary's like okay you go get some new skates buddy so he goes to get new skates oh, but unfortunately jonathan is there <laughs> jonathan is continuing his stocking tour i want to give a quick shout out to the same locker room we've seen in so many things oh this is the classic, classic locker room locker set room. uh but yeah no jonathan is here uh he's not he can't kill jace though because that'll make clary angry and jace can't kill him because that'll also kill clary and i'm just like jace like pinch him yeah, just let P- him... Pinch him. Give him a little bit of a slap on the cheek. Like, and then Clary will know that Jonathan is nearby. Yeah, well, Clary will be like, oh, Jonathan, something's happening to Jonathan. And, you know, she seems clever enough to be like, maybe I should go check on Jace. Like, like, but I understand. He doesn't want to hurt her at all. Because he loves her. But instead, he gets uh, knocked out with a super punch. And then Jonathan does that classic Shadowhunter glamour power. Oh, no, this is demon glamour. Oh, that's right. This is his demon glamour, which is different than Shadowhunter glamour. He demons himself into Jace's body. Yes, you know it is because his eyes flash black. And I will say, the guy who plays Jace does, like, a pretty good job at playing Jonathan. 
Yeah, because Jonathan's doing a bad job of playing Jace. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so Alec and uh, a shadow hunter, I think maybe this is the... No, it's Underhill, Kevin. It's it Underhill. Okay, so it is the head of security guy that we always love <laughs> yes. about. He got a haircut. <laughs> yes, but remember Underhill who had a... No, no, I know, I know, I know Underhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, for the audience, uh, Underhill was the guy who we thought had a crush on Alex. But it turns out he was just happy that. But Alec then maybe was also gay. later did. Impossible to so say. So hard to tell. Um, <laughs> but Magnus arrives. Magnus arrives, coming in. He's got new magic. His magic is now gold, which Alec does not clock. I I actually don't know if diegetically people can see magic. Oh, maybe not. I, that might be a non-diegetic thing. Um, I wish it was clearer. Because yeah. the color of the magic is, like, pretty significant in the show, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Alec is very confused. We uh, we learn in this scene, it's because Magnus just, like, as they're looking through all the papers, he's just, like, <laughs> he does just an extravagant magic uh, control F, I guess, for Morningstar Sword. <laughs> Oh, totally. And can we just say, like, Magnus is flexing his magic muscle. Oh, he does it for, all over the yeah, place. He does it for this things episode. he absolutely does not need to do it for. Uh, but yeah, we find that the sword has somehow ended up in the hands of Liam Yonison, yeah. I think. A human collector from Antwerp. I'm okay. Belgium. So, all right. Well, I mean, first of all, I just want to give a quick shout out to. That doesn't sound like a shadow hunter name. It's yeah, it's not two things, an adjective and a noun. Good work, Alec. Good Way to luck. recognize your names. Alex saying this is not a shadow hunter name gets so much love for me. Who's <laughs> just says everybody, every shadow hunter name is just two things. Two objects, two uh, nouns. So when he heard when he heard Yana said, he was like, hold on a second, Yan. Is son? That's not that's not Wait, right. Son of Yan? Yeah, no. 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 So, um, I was just confused. So, like, we learned here that, like, Liam, this guy was buried with it. I'm like, wait, so did the antiques guy in France sell it to this guy before he died? It's fine. He was a demon. He could have been around for a long, long time. Yeah, because we do find out it was sold 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, no, well, it no. was buried 20 years ago. I mean, when when they actually get to there and they and they talk about that... He says he, he says twenty years. It seems like since it's been disturbed, which has got to be the burying. You're right. It's got to be about twenty years yeah. since it was buried. The the body's juicy. Uh, it's but, a juicy skeleton, but it's not though. ancient. It's not yeah. ancient. So like twenty years does feel like it could be about right. So I'm like, okay. So the antiques guy sold it twenty sold it twenty years ago, but what information did? Did yeah? Did, how, how did Magnus figure out the guy was buried with? No, it? no, no, no. I mean, I was on the paper. Um, I'm thinking specifically Jonathan. Oh, because Jonathan went to France to yeah. find it, but 20 years ago it left France. I guess to this guy apparently, or I mean, let's just go through this thing. Um, when they finally do get the find the sword, yeah. they find that, like the sheath is real, but the sword itself is a replica. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, did he buy a replica from the antiques guy? Or did the antiques guy sell the actual sword to someone else? Because you know that he, that Jonathan went to an antiques guy and that he sold it. Because Clary was there for at least the sell. Like, I sold it conversation, right? No, so the sense I got yeah. is it was sold. Yes. And that's the last record anyone has. To Liam. Yeah, it was sold to Liam. To Liam, So yes. the last record of the sword was it was sold to Liam. Yes. And then someone else stole it 
after he was buried. Okay. No, 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 no that, that's, that's, that's fine. There was just like... And Jonathan hasn't had time to go and like try to get it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the essentially thing, thing like, I, I think this all works. It's not something where I'm like, oh, this is a huge plot hole. It's just me trying to uh, like get things together for how they work. Because Jonathan knew... We, I'm thinking back, we don't know how Jonathan knew the sword was at least in France. Because France. Yeah. Whatever, whatever trail he was following ended in France. Which is where that guy sold it. And then also Ethan, dear sweet Ethan, the most important Ethan, person. Yeah, yes. He knew the sword was sold to... Yes, and he kept records of those yes, things. Yes, to this Liam guy. But like those are unrelated. Obviously, Jonathan just didn't know that Ethan knew that. I was just trying to figure out the timing because... First, when I thought that this was sold recently, I'm like, but Ethan died like three months ago. But it was sold 20 years, years ago. ago. It's just the demon is obviously is a demon. He could be around for as long as he yeah. wants. And it was that Jonathan only had a trail to France. And if I can be honest with you. I think it still does all work. Yeah. I think it works. I only have the information you have because this is not a book plot. Yeah. But it's like parallel to a book plot. Yeah. So the parallel is in the book book series yeah jonathan convinces a shadow not shadow sister uh what are they called iron sister jonathan convinces an iron sister to make him a new soul sword yeah and the new soul sword is, is the, the thing star sword yeah and that's yeah. the thing that can like let him lead a demon army and he makes these like dark shot like he takes shadow hunters and he turns which, them into like dark shadow hunters. Which I would say I think works a lot better than like this sword is like yes. an ancient Morgenstern sword, but it has not been in their family for more than twenty years. Yeah, I I mean I assume Valentine has to have been the one who stole, but Clary's no, not tw- twenty. Twenty years, it definitely could not have been him when he was young. Yeah, because Clary's too Clary's I, too young. So like it's, this must have been a story that he told to Jonathan. Essentially, as part of his things, be like, oh, my my father told me about a sword that's... So, this is the problem with the show. <laughs> they have, like, veered so far off the books, trying, which is fine. They're like, trying desperately to go back, though. Yes. Y'all, you veer. Do it. Like, veer off track. But stop trying to, like, desperately clutch at the track's... Oh. All right. Um, in the meanwhile, on the date, uh, Clary is has now. I guess this date has he's been like, oh, you've been very nice to me. So she decided to reveal the uh, the wound message to Jonathan slash Jace, and Jonathan slash Jace is a bit too appreciative and like like you know who I think is real cool, Jonathan. Jonathan must, oh, wow. like, really love you, and that's why he does things well, like just... carve messages into your flesh. Well, I, I can understand why he would be so obsessed with you. Like, you know, it's just, just look at you. And she's like, he kidnapped me. And was, he kidnapped me. <laughs> she's like, uh. You're yeah, correct. Yeah, you know. That oh, did happen. No, you're right. You are absolutely correct. I, uh, I did not consider that. <laughs> So and then he does. Then we. Then he makes. I, I hate that we have to think about this thing every so often. It's not from the books, right? This anti-tracking. No, room? absolutely not. Okay. The anti-tracking every... room is thing you can put on. Yeah. It's not an ongoing thing. Well, it's just. Yeah. I, we're not going to do it because we definitely did an episode where we talked so much about the anti-tracking mm-hmm. room. I just want to take a moment to 
just give a it's been a while since we heard about it just a moment of uh unappreciation towards how confusing the anti-tracking rune is as being a thing well because what jonathan says to her as jace yeah is that he's he's like hey you remembered to activate your anti-tracking rune this morning right it's just like it feels like it it in the show, it feels like it is a GPS you just turn on yourself when you go out to be a cop, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, again, in the books, there is an anti-tracking rune yeah. that you can put on your body sometimes. Yeah. But if you do that, that's, like, extremely suspicious. Yeah. It should be the equivalent of turning off your body camera. Yes. <laughs> but they're just like, hey, you're just, like, doing – it's – it I – it's so weird that that is like a rune. I remember when it first, like, Latsa became up, there's like a way around it. So even itself was. It it just seems. <laughs> it seems so weird. It, it's, again, the show trying to shoehorn itself into crime procedural. Yeah. Well, it just seems like, like, like them trying to get around the, um, like, uh, like, oh, they can, like, track them. So, like, but oh, like, we gotta have an anti tracking thing. But, like, the, you can't. Tracking someone is hard. You need something with, like, their DNA on it, The thing is, in, th- in this one, I feel like, I think I remember earlier, they made it really easy. Yeah. And yeah. now they're effed. Yeah. Uh, also, I would I would argue that they, they that it doesn't matter her not being, at, like, tr- like, not being able to be tracked. There's no point where someone tries to track her until she wants to be tracked. Yeah. Um, no, I guess, I guess Jonathan is worried. No, no, no. I, no, I, no, I understand why he wants it off. I'm oh, what, what I'm what no. I'm so the shadow Jonathan is thinking the shadow hunters will be worried that Jonathan is trying to track Clary um but they just took Clary back to her home no what I was gonna what I was gonna say is that this is the show just trying to make the situation more dire like trying to raise the stakes in the situation oh they said you'd be like oh and by the way you turned off your cell phone and threw it into the river right like someone like people just, yeah. like saying things like that makes you as always might be like oh my god and no one can find her except that but it later never in this it never episode, it never becomes a stake it well never, especially because later in this episode she will call Izzy and, and then say, just this turn is her one hundred percent where I am yeah so like it's 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 a it's a false stake is my essential thing it is a thing to raise the stakes but it doesn't actually matter uh, so we we got to see Simon now because Simon man you know he's really worried because he just hasn't heard from. Jordan in a while. <laughs> Jordan Kyle, his roommate, was really wound up and left the apartment. I, and now Simon is worried about I that. I want to here's what I want to say about this. Which very, <laughs> it is funny when it's like when Jordan's like, well, I mean, Simon will check in on you, Maya. And it's very funny that he's checking in on Jordan. But also, the last time he saw Jordan, if, wasn't Jordan Didn't they like, get in a fight? bye? No, he said goodbye. I am done. Once you get Heidi, I don't have to be here anymore. Oh, right. Rent is paid to the end of the year. To me, that sounded like he wasn't going to be there anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> Simon just did. was like, no, nah, he's going back. He might have said, I'm coming to get my... I thought he might have said, I'm going to send someone to get my stuff or something like this. But then <laughs> but, Luke's like, oh, yeah, I also but, haven't heard from Jordan. I called the Praetor and they said he uh, really flipped out of the Hotel du Mor and then went AOL. They went AWOL. Um, Luke, or sorry, Simon's like, hey, Luke, can you ask your cop friends for some help? And Luke does not say, yeah, no, I'm off the force. He's just like, 
I can't because I'm being stalked by the cops at all times. Yes. Uh, what, once again, ever since the death of Ollie's mom, I'm once again the prime suspect in, you know what, just every crime in the city. And Any? Anywhere time there's a crime in the city, I guess I'm the one who's a suspect for Me, it. Me, Luke, a cop who would naturally come across lots of murders <laughs> Keeps is the coming prime across. suspect for every murder I come across. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't Ollie a suspect? I understand she's not on the force anymore, and she's she left the city. Yeah. Feels so much, maybe she's also being followed. We don't know she's also not being followed. It makes no sense, though. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Luke's storyline makes zero sense. I mean, but it's always been his storyline. Like, we have also said that he also is the most suspicious cop in the world. It's true. <laughs> but, uh, no. They're gonna, they gotta check this out, but Simon's gonna help him lose the tail. And I'm just gonna say how he helped him lose the tail. He is, I guess he just watched Beverly Hills Cop. But instead of putting a banana in the tailpipe, he just crushes the tail. He's a vampire. When, when we first see it, so, like, Luke leaves... And the cop, the the cops in the car, are like, all right, time to get him. They turn on the car, but it won't start. And then, shot of outside, Simon like crouched at the back bumper, just going, oh, and then leaves. And I'm like, he could have done that so much earlier. He could have done it at any time. I literally thought he had lifted up the back of the car so the back wheels wouldn't have grip. Right. Like, that would have made the engine stall. It was just so funny. This shot of just Simon crouched in the back of the car, like. And then sprints (laughs) off at high speed. Um, so we have a short scene where Maya and Jordan are very sappy. She is so appreciative that he saved her from being stabbed by the silver. And he's like, no, I'm so sad that I I tried to almost, I turned you into a wolf and then I ran away and I'm a very bad dude. And Maya's like, we can't talk about the bad things you did. And he's like, we have to because I'm dying. And she's like, no. That's what you have to do when you're dying. Oh, well, then Maya goes, yeah. You know what? Actually, I, like m- maybe it wasn't entirely like I like I was I was pretty hard on you the fact I read I I was didn't yeah maybe now that I've become a wolf who like mentors people through their wolf transitions I like understand the really and, bad situation you're in and like well, I think when first half we did say like like we understand Maya is being like an emotional right now just like how jordan was emotional like they're werewolves full of emotions and you can't like look at someone who's like dealing with emotions and be like hey why aren't you logical but she came back and was like hey i thought about my emotions and yeah (laughs) you know what look you didn't know what you were going through unlike me who mentors wolves so shoot yeah. All right. Yeah. And as I said last time, she had like the, the benefit of, I think, immediately finding a family. And I don't think he did. And so. then Jordan dies. Well. He doesn't. <laughs> well, yeah, but like he won't answer her. All right. Uh, so Jonathan now steals a rose for Clary and to uh, obviously try to uh, make her eyes grow larger. Because her eyes become bright and the light that you shine can't be seen. Baby! Um, (laughs) But what she does see is the fact he stole that. And he's like, there was no one there to stop me. And Clary's like, that's a thing Jace would never say. Yeah. In her head, not in her words. Uh, And then it's just suddenly 
Jonathan slash Jace decides like this is the time to kiss Clary. And when we were talking about like the way this show does use sound cues at times, there's no sound cue here. I know. He kisses her, and it's just like that dead air, and it's, it 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 works really really well because it's just like kiss and because you as the audience member is like. Ugh. But Clary is also, also like, in Ugh. her head and heart and soul. That's not Jace. Like, uh, nothing of that was good. <laughs> so as I sit down, she pricks herself on the thorn. On purpose. On purpose. Which makes Jonathan go, ow. And Clary goes, <gasps> oh, oh no. And then Jonathan looks into the mirror on the food car- cart that he's going to to buy a beverage. And he sees his Jonathan face and not his Jace face. Yeah, it's very, very dramatic. Once again, we know. Yeah, we we know it's Jonathan. <laughs> we know it's Jonathan. We did not need that. I mean, and don't that get, cannot be how glamours work. Don't get me wrong. It's I mean, it's I think it's more of a. It's weird that that means that's from we saw that from Jonathan's perspective. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I love when he does this. Clary also then obviously has to turn away very quickly so he doesn't see that she, that did, it, also that she did it on purpose. Yeah. Because he knows she pricked herself. He yeah. just needs to make sure that he doesn't think she did it on purpose. But the face she gives is a million emotions that one, she's like grossed out and she's confused and she's horrified. And it's just like the, 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 the screenshot of just this face of just like, ah, <laughs> no. So and... Then we come back from commercial to forensic pathologist Izzy doing forensic pathology. Yeah, she did a she did a scan and there's a foreign object in him. But hey, we don't have time to deal with that now because another plot line literally is calling as Clary's like, hey, so here's the situation. And Izzy's like, oh, uh, put your tracking room back on. And I'll go get Jace, and then I'll come get you. Yeah. Maybe don't go to ley lines. Actually, I mean, they she, don't she, say that. Clary no, figures that, that out. You, yeah, no, Claire. I mean. I think Clary does no, figure I, it yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, she knows not to go to a secondary location. Yeah. She essentially just, she she stays with him, which like, part of the plan is so that she's like around. He, she essentially becomes a tracker for him. Yeah. So she's got to stay close to him. But they also have to wander the streets and not go into a building. Yes, which could be a secondary location. Yeah, you never go to a secondary location. Uh, we, then we have the scene we talked about where they where Magnus and Alec go to the grave. Magnus does some like fun magic stuff, and we get like yeah this replica sword. But we do learn what the Morning Star sword is apparently able to do. So it's Lucifer's sword, I guess, and it allows the bearer to. Control it, an army of demons. It's not concern, confirmed that it's Lucifer's sword. It mentions him, but not in a way where it's like, ah, oh, must be. I, the, I might be making an assumption because the kings of hell are so common on this show. Well, and also like, like the whole thing about Morningstar is Lucifer, Lucifer but yeah. Morningstar is also Morgenstern. Yes. So, and they mention Lucifer in it, but I don't think in a way that makes you supposed to be like, Oh, it's Lucifer's sword. Because I just want to go off. They're like, this is a sword that can once again summon an army of demons. Why is that a shadow hunter thing? We already have that sword. <laughs> uh, it's no, the that, soul sword. No, the soul sword allows him to uh, control demons. No, destroy demons. The cup allows him to control demons. Oh God! Why are there so many shadow hunter things that do what, things with demons? Why are they obsessed with the idea that the shadow hunter stuff? 
has to be stuff that does demon things. Because that's not the Shadow Hunters. And again, and, well, and, and not only that, I would be fine if this is what the sword did if they were more like. And maybe oh my god, get, I and, can't believe there's a Shadow Hunter sword that lets you do this. Well, because like this sword is. Defi- unless if Jonathan was lying, this is from the Morgenstern lineage. Yeah, so this is a whole line of Shadow Hunters. But. It's famous enough that a mundane wanted the Morningstar sword, which you know, I would well, get. Their Morningstar is connected to Lucifer, so. Well, I just think like it's a fan, it's a nice sword. And he's like, ah, oh, cool sword. Uh, but yeah, so that's a problem there. Uh, now, so Luke. Oh no, I want to say this. Um, it's actually unclear at this point, and I'm very curious about this. Did Liam buy the replication, uh, or did he? By the original and it was stolen from him before he died. So I thought he bought the original and it was stolen from him. It's It was all confirmed. But so it's impossible know. to say. We don't know. We just know he died 20 years ago, was buried with this sword. But is this the sword he bought from the, I guess from the that guy like many years okay. earlier? So we know that he bought the sword and was buried with the sword. And we know that the sword has not been disturbed for 20 years. For 20 years. We don't actually know when he died. I mean, that's why I remember when I said like the 20 years thing. It was very unclear yeah. whether or not he had died 20 years ago or if he had not been disturbed in 20 years, which means it's not Jonathan because Jonathan would have come by. Yeah. Anyway, Jonathan does not have the sword. Yes. Well, that's what we know that. We know that for sure. Jonathan does not have it because this has not been disturbed in 20 years. Uh, all right. So. Izzy gets Jace. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Uh, is, yeah. Izzy gets him up. Uh, they figure they. This is where they mention that like he's they're going to like toward Harlem and there's a huge ley line junction there, so they're going to the the apartment. Uh, meanwhile, Magnus heads back to his own apartment to just like kind of like quickly grab some yeah, stuff. He's panicking. And now it's like, up. why are you, why are you panically grabbing things from your house? Oh, and, maybe I won't come back. And then Magnus is like, look. The physical thing cost. It was my apartment. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good deal, honestly. But actually, like, okay, Lorenzo. Yeah, you get his apartment. You don't get everything that's in his apartment. I mean, his, his thing could have been, I get your apartment as is. Like, I, like, like. Yeah, you know what? His, Maybe his, his, they his should deal, have shown us his this. His deal could, I don't think they need to show it to that, honestly. I mean, that's why he comes up and he just grabs it all. Probably because essentially he's like, I get your apartment from this moment. At this point, he's essentially breaking into his own apartment to steal his stuff back. But Magnus said, you can have one physical thing. And I Lorenzo's come- getting all of Magnus's physical things. I mean, Ray just doesn't want to go back to the apartment when Lorenzo's there to sheepishly take all his stuff out. I he guess to do so. It now. I think he um, should use all of his magic to transport all of his things, but I, whatever. I was the the big uh, the big thing that I had was confused about this. I either warded, so you can't do that, or so another warlock can't just steal all his stuff. Right. Um, but uh, the big thing I had about, about this is I'm like, I mean, getting your magic back, like you just you can get another apartment, and I and they they constantly are talking about like um and later when uh, Alec is there, when Lorenzo actually does come, Alec yeah. is there to kind of like shame him and first try to make a deal and then just threaten him. Oh, I love big boss like legal attorney Alec. Yeah, he well he says like you know what the uh, the chat hunters don't like unethical leaders of, and the thing is like like at this point it's. I actually don't know what super makes it, like, unethical is the idea. Because we do not know enough about this transfer. Like, did Lorenzo cut his own magic in half to do this? 
Like Alex needs to be of the mind you should have done it for free, which is fair because Alex does not know the process. We yeah. also don't know the process though. Yeah. So we don't know how unethical it is. Maybe it does actually do something to Lorenzo and then maybe he does deserve a bit of like payment for it. But like a bit of payment is different than at this point we are led to believe that Lorenzo took everything Magnus owns. The only reason I say that that like Magnus will still take his stuff out of there is the idea that like <laughs> But but it's treated like Magnus has to sneak in and get his things. Yeah. So the way the show is giving this to us yeah. is that Lorenzo found like a super duper loophole and he said, I'm taking your apartment, which means I get everything you own. Yeah. Maybe, and that maybe, is unethical. Well, maybe this is the thing we disagree with. If I live forever and have magic, I don't care. I'll get new stuff. I have time. But but we know about Magnus that he has memories associated to things. Uh, yeah, like I if if it was spe- if they specifically focus more on that box he had that's full of his memories which he doesn't even grab. Yeah. Then yeah, I would probably be more on like, "Oh yes, there's like there's things like that." But even when he does his his like talk, he's very much like this is stuff the magic is who I am. Well, and he doesn't even say this is stuff. He says this apartment yeah. is a place I've lived. Yeah. And so I think I, I think what I'm reacting to yeah. is I'm having like a visceral, visceral reaction to like an incongruency in the show mm-hmm. because the show is telling us in the words yeah. that Magnus is saying it's just the apartment. Yeah. But the actions that they're showing us by yeah. having Magnus come there and like try to pack all of his things up mm. and panic and say we can never come back here again. He says we might not be able to come back. But the way that the show is portraying it yeah. is everything Magnus owns that is in that apartment yeah. is now forfeit. Yeah. And I have like a visceral reaction to that because that seems unethical to me. Whereas if it's just Lorenzo taking the living space, mm-hmm. which as you're saying is what the lines indicate... I mean, I think it's a even, different thing. I even think if he takes this stuff in it, like the 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 big the big thing that I think like that takes the line between unethical and ethical is they did a very bad job of confirming exactly what the like cost is because if this is something that like for Magnus he just gets his magic back, yeah, he just gets his magic back. That is it. That is done. That is what it does. Then I'm like, like it it, it it's hard to it's hard to gauge the unethicalness of the deal when we do not know the full consequences of the deal. Well, and also the way that the show portrays it to us is there is no cost to Lorenzo whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like Lorenzo has no physical reaction to doing the trade. Lorenzo does not appear weaker. Lorenzo does magic the same way before and after the trade. Like Lorenzo loses nothing. Yeah. So if, if we are to trust the show... Which is up in the air. Yeah. Lorenzo is extorting someone, well, which it, is what well, Alex says. Well, and the argument that, that I would make is that I think what he did is probably mean, but like unethical, it feels like a very certain type of thing that I'm not sure from what we knew up to this point is what, is what I thought. I, I, I want to say this. I think I'll just say this part because we next time we see Magnus, he's like, you know, at the bar and having more fun yeah. with the magic. Um, and then he starts bleeding from the nose. I'm like, okay, now it's unethical because yeah. you because like this is something that put Magnus in danger, 
And you took something from him. And we have not seen we have not seen Lorenzo lose yeah. anything. So for me, that puts it in the um level of of definitely unethical because it'd be it would be like, we'll do a We'll just do a transplant. And obviously you could reject the transplant, but also you like, I need to have this from you. That for me puts it definitely into unethical. And I I think, I think. Yeah. I would feel better about this storyline. And the show's not going to do it because the show wants Lorenzo to be a bad guy. Yeah. I think it would be one thing if like after he did the magic trade, you show him being like, winded or he needs like a protein shake or he needs needs like a green like Lorenzo gives Magnus magic and he is impacted in some even a minor way I mean I mean here's what I'm gonna say on like the grand scheme of things uh because I don't think we ever talked about this on a grander scale the whole magic transfer thing is dumb it is dumb it's hard to talk about any individual part of it on this whole like oh unethical is it like these because they just skirt by the fact that where you're just like oh yeah no i'll just give you your magic back and i understand now we see there was a cost with the whole like clearly it's strain like it's straining him because it's not magnus's like magic he's doing someone else's magic but it came and flew by so fast that we then we were just already in the world of a magic transfer happened well, where i'm like why wasn't this a th- like what? Well, and also, again, I don't want to belabor this, but this is not a book <laughs> storyline. Well, and I feel like the show is really floundering when they have to, like, deal with their I mean, own magic system stuff. I mean, I can only imagine it definitely is not a book storyline because it feels so much like they don't want, like, it feels like they're trying to, like, sweet, like, Sneak it by. They're gonna be like, like, hey, look over there, a Magnus transfer. Don't worry about it. Even well, though it's gonna be a big thing because he's clearly having repercussions. Well, and if you want to know how the Edom thing works, it's at the know. end of the story arc, and they go to Edom and they're trying to like make whatever happen, and they run into Magnus's dad, and he's like, well, someone is gonna have to give up their immortality. Like someone's gonna have to give up their never-ending life. Um, and the person who does that is not Magnus. At no point does Magnus give up his magic. Yeah. It is a different, like, much more interesting sacrifice, actually, that we'll talk about later. Sure. Uh, all right. Yeah. So um, Luke and Simon arrive at the Jade Wolf so Simon can get Maya out. Uh, Luke's also, like, we're just going to do this. Uh, Luke's, Luke's gonna, very upset about this massacre. Yeah, he's very upset. He puts, like, Russell to rest. He has to do the right. And he also, I guess, just is like, I'll get arrested, essentially. And I think... The thing is that he feels somewhat responsible for this. Because he stepped down. Because he stepped down. And even though... I think this is very important to remember constantly. Even though logically, yes, I don't think anything would have been any different because Russell did not actually really start that fight. Because Luke also wouldn't have handed Jordan over. Logic cannot be injected into emotional situations like this. But also, can I point out, they are there for like... 15 minutes. Oh, these cops immediately call the new car. Yeah, the cops immediately call a new car. They get there. They arrest <laughs> Luke. There is no way Luke could have killed all no. of these people in the time he was in that space. No, no, no. Like, they're going to arrest Luke because they're like, oh, my God, there are so many dead bodies and blood everywhere. And, and then a oh coroner is going to show up and, and be the... like, these people died like eight hours ago. Well, no, I mean, I mean yeah, there's that. And also probably they're going to be like, well, there's clearly a bunch of separate fights that happened. Yeah. But like, no, at that point. They're just like, uh, let's arrest him. Just the so man like, we think killed his partner's mother. 
Well, I mean, th- th- at this point, it's probably at least putting him in, like, just, like, just taking him in to be like, what happened? This is just, like, <laughs> classic CW stakes. You know, it's not a CW TV show, but. I mean, yeah. Oh, also, um, Jordan's not dead. No, no, no. He's yeah. barely alive. Yeah. But Simon and Maya are going to get him out of the Jade Wolf to the Praetor. Because, like, for me, like, in that moment, like, like Jordan's at a level of a character that he could die. Like, like, so his, oh, yeah. his his threat of life is realistic to the point that he could have died in that moment. The only reason I was like, well, no, he definitely didn't, is because I'm like, oh, I know this scene. This is a scene where someone shouts at someone, hey, hey, wake up. But they're not actually dead. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's so classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Luke gets arrested. Um, there's n- no way they could paint it on him for many reasons. Uh, but then we uh, we get Alex being with Lorenzo. We get Magnus being from the nose. We Izzy gets back to her storyline to pull the flash drive out of the body. Something you want to catch in those scenes? Yep. Sure. So, uh... Jace slash Jonathan, mostly Jonathan, is taking Clary down downtown to go to a gallery that he really thinks she'll like. Oh, yeah. That, that is how Yeah, Clary and she refuses gonna... to go to a second location. And then all of the Shadowhunters come upon them. And all Clary has to do is draw a rune. Somnus rune, which apparently will not come out for a couple minutes. But uh, she can't. She can't yeah. do it. Yeah. So, like, because this uh, carries directly into... Clary looking at fire, <laughs> uh, where and Jace kind of being like, "Hey, I like, I couldn't kill Valentine," and she's like, well, "I didn't even need to kill him. I just need to like subdue him." And here's what I'll give her: I think she reasonably understood doing that was a death sentence on Jonathan because she has been in the guard. Yep. And and if Jonathan gets dead, Clary gets dead. Yeah, like I I I think. I think like you could also argue they would find a way to break it with him in, with him in there. Um, I don't know if that if she thought that far. I do think it's worth having the this is still a person who is a like family thing. That's that's why Jace brings up I couldn't kill Valentine yeah. the first time. Clary uh, only has one family member left because she hasn't yeah. seen Luke for <laughs> ever. Like has she'll she, catch up with him. Has she seen Luke since she came back from the no? Dead? But literally, she came back, w- spent the night with Jace. Went on the date, like, probably was going to see him, like, tomorrow. But, like, arguably, Jonathan is the only fam- family member she has left. No. Valentine, no, dead. No, Jocelyn, Luke, dead. Luke came back and, Luke was one of the people who came back and got her from Paris. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, so they okay. did have, because I was thinking that Luke came in to hand off the thing. I'm like, wait, and he never saw Clary? No, they had, they had their thing. But still, like it's complicated. It's hard. Yeah. So and and I think it's reasonable that she because she knows she was in the guard. She knows all those executions. She's like that would happen to him, and it, it like in that moment she's like, oh, if I do this, like he definitely will die. So and she's also only been a shadow hunter for three to six months. This, this is why I want to say, Clary, like you're right. Like you didn't have to do a direct kill like Jace had to do. But I think that's the thought she was going with was. This would definitely kill him. Uh, so that makes like Jace or like Jace is upset because because also they talk about how he kissed her. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm going to have to kill him. And Clary's like, don't kiss me for a little bit. <laughs> Look, that was like very. It's just very, very recent. Violating. It's very recent that he had your face. We will get 
back to it, but just for right now. Maybe tonight we just like <laughs> just cuddle, cuddle and look at a fire. Let's cuddle. Let's do it. Let's do it like the old shadow hunters did, where you cuddle and you look at a fire. Speaking of people looking at a fire, Jonathan's Jonathan looking at a fire. Similarly, also looking at fire, and the nymph comes back in. Essentially, the nymph's like, hey, I rehearsed the script you gave me. I'm going to be better at being Cleary this time. You want to hang out? I assume because she's paid her performance. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. not because she likes him. No, 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 no. No, it's because she's paid for her performance. Uh, and Jonathan's like, actually, I'm in quite a good mood. <laughs> because he's like, yeah. I love that he probably looked a lot into that. He's like, yes, she likes me. Well, Clary's like, I just don't want him to literally die. <laughs> I have complicated feelings about my weird full brother who's also a demon. And he's like, we had a breakthrough. <laughs> and when it snows, my eyes become white. <laughs> He was the kiss from the rose. He was the kiss from the rose. Weird he rose. He had those thorns and he made her eyes become large. Never mention the thorns in the song, Aaron. Come on. You don't. You know this. Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic became so good at all things science? I did. And the moment I pick is when Maya and Jordan first realize that they are locked in the freezer at the Jade Wolf. Yep. And Maya's like shouting about all the things why no one's going to find them. Yep. And then she goes... And the Jade Wolf is closed on Mondays. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. However, yeah, it's not a normal restaurant, right? It's Ye- like a werewolf restaurant that is only run by werewolves. Yes, and Aaron, all the clientele is dead. Okay, but the clientele and the people who work there have families. I mean. <laughs> So I, here's what I'll families. argue. I, here's what I'll, now here's what I'll argue. The client, it's actually unclear if they do because remember how remember remember Luke's entire problem was that he had he cared for people who weren't in the pack. That's the reason Russell could be the leader. That's the reason why Maya had to break up with Simon. I'm not certain this pack is allowed to have families outside the pack. But, like, if you become a werewolf and you have a... Like, there's the one guy who's the server, right? Like, yeah, you see Bats. that Chinese man. Oh, yeah. Not Bats. Chinese Bats not man. there. Yeah. Bats is his other job, his nighttime job. Yeah, and he won't be back until Tuesday. But there's, like... The, we see the Chinese, yeah. Chinese man who's the server. Yeah. Someone has a family who's going to look for them. <laughs> and if no one has a family and the only clientele of the Jade Wolf... And the only people who work there are werewolves. Then it doesn't matter that it's closed on Mondays. <laughs> like this escalation is purely I mean, unnecessary. I mean, I think they have no family because that is the Aaron. I'm not saying that is a good decision this show made, but there, but that is what we actually have evidence for is that these people cannot handle having a family that is not in the pack. Then it doesn't matter. It's closed on Mondays. Uh, customers could come by. There are no customers. The only clientele are werewolves. We don't, we, they don't make actual food. <laughs> no, they do. 
I think I they are because Ollie has gone there as a clientele and has just gone there as a thing. I think once again, that's why I think the argument is that it's very much more similar to like when it's like a biker bar was like, yeah, you can go there. I just I, I still think it's very silly. The show is confused about what they're doing. <laughs> no, I I would I would say the silliest part of that is once again this does confirm that these people are not allowed to have a family. And I don't think her saying it's closed on Mondays was a joke. No, no. It's definitely closed on Mondays because that's why there won't be any customers coming in. The reason that there won't be anyone else is because these people don't have any families. They all died in this massacre. Someone has to have not been there. No, you can't have families. You can't have friends. You only have the pack. Aaron, the pack is a cult. Okay, what about Bat? We know Bat went to his job. He'll be back on Tuesday. It's closed on Mondays. God, the show is dumb sometimes. <laughs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out for when Jonathan stole a rose and Clary went, Well, you why did you, you, you didn't pay for that? And why did you do that? I'm like, Clary, you literally just broke into a rank. This cannot be the only time that Jace has stolen something. Especially because one would assume you don't you have money. Yeah, Shadowhunters don't have money. You are not cops getting a paycheck. You're a secret society of invisible people. A hundred percent. You just steal things. But no, Kevin, <laughs> at one point during this episode, Clary says to Jonathan slash Jace. Yeah. Alec just called me and told me we can have the rest of the day off because they're cops. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna in my mind. I'm gonna have to fold that in the same thing when, um, uh, when Alec was. It's my day off. It is just the nomenclature they have to use for. I am not currently going to be called into a demon attack because even if they're a secret society of like demon killers. Yeah, take a few moments to ice skate. Yeah, I guess so. If you have like thirty-seven adult shadow hunters who are better than you guys, but who I work in that institute. But I think it was weird that Clary was like, "You stole something." Like, I know we. I don't think we have. We actually might have seen it, but like we have not expressly seen like them constantly stealing things. But there's no functional way for it to work any other way. I don't know how they had that dinner that one time. Well, Kevin, but, in this episode, you know, Magnus in, summons a $100 bill from somewhere. Oh, yeah, no, that's fake money. It, it has the, to be The fake. serial number, like, that is a counterfeit $100 bill. It must be. <laughs> Unless if he just adds new serial numbers. <laughs> actually, oh, that's complicated the, no, money, and a, I like it. Here's a funny thing that actually I was thinking of in that moment, um, which is that I like the idea, and this is how I did in my head, with the amount of warlocks there are, there aren't enough. Honestly, if they just made new bills, it probably would not be enough to, like, mess up the system enough. <laughs> it's but not it, going to cause inflation. But, it, yeah, because there's just a few of them. Unless unless if they're making, like, massive amounts. And I bet if they made massive amounts, it's not like Warlock thing or to, like, don't make more than this amount of money every single year or else the clave, you will cause inflation. The clave would get involved and be like, hey, <laughs> we're really messing with mundane economics. No, no, no. It, it, you know what? It's... Perfectly fine if the clave wants to get involved. They can deal with the clave. But if but if the Canadian <laughs> Revenue Service calls a warlock. Well, I guess they're in New York. So if the IRA shows IRS. up. IRS. IRS, sorry. Yeah, the if, the, if the Irish Republican <laughs> Army shows up. 
You're it not. starts threatening the warlocks it starts, it starts about causing inflation war. in America. And so I was, so I was just like, okay, I think Lorenzo needs to take a nap because none of that made sense. <laughs> Oh, all right, there. Wrap this all up. right. Uh, so this episode was fine. So we got silly. Are you guys feeling silly? Please tell us. We're on the social media podcast MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And uh, again, I think we're your only Shadowhunters TV show podcast. Have to be. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And you can check out my books. They're available at kevinwearbooks.com. And going on right now and for the next 60 days, uh, our play, we're working with Full Circle Theater, uh, Riverona, a four-part play theater live Experience. event. Yes, that's what I said. Uh, it's uh, it's Romeo and Juliet told in the style of Riverdale, uh, which we're performing in Calgary. We currently have an Indiegogo going on. Uh, you can find uh, more information at bit.ly uh, FCT at AFP or um, the, the Indiegogo is IGG.me slash at slash Riverona. Yeah. <laughs> it's Man, trying to put links into an audio format is not great. Anyway, yeah. So we're trying to do a four, uh, four one act play run of our Riverdale version of Romeo and Juliet. We're currently accepting contributions. If you're in Calgary, uh, you can get yourself uh, pre-bought tickets. You can get merch packs. Uh, if you're if you're not in Calgary, but you can contribute, like just even like five dollars would do a whole lot in allowing us to be able to present this show. Indie theater is so important. And uh, you can see more about this on our Indiegogo. But we are a female-led theater company that is trying to make roles for all people. You know, our theater experience has been a lot of, like, super serious plays or 600-year-old plays written by dudes. And we are looking to, like, encapsulate the human experience and get you all into a space where you can laugh and have fun. Yeah. So if you can support this theater production – then we can show that we have legs. We can take it to other places in the world. We can lic- license out the script. Like, this is the beginning of something great. And letting me and Kevin put to use our deep, deep knowledge of teen dramas. Yeah. So we'll talk. We'll definitely talk about this more as we uh, do all these housekeepings at the end of episodes. But for now, uh, Aaron, I believe you have one last thing. I'm at a flimsyplan.com. Yeah, technically, <laughs> technically I could have <laughs> waited till you said your one sentence before we got into the Riverona pitch, but I didn't. Instead, we will see all of you next week. Can they get Jordan to the Praetors in time? What is on the flash drive that Izzy found? But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs.